0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Kent Backus. Kent, of course, is NCBA Senior Director of International Trade and Market Access. Kent, thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, very good to be here, Ed.
0: All right. Well, uh, last week was a very busy week for NCBA. um, In Washington, D.C., our President Jennifer Houston testified before the Senate Agriculture Committee on the state of the cattle industry. Um, That went very well. Simultaneously, um, up the Amtrak Corridor, uh, the Acela Corridor uh, in New New York City, there was an announcement on trade. Um, Can you talk a little bit about uh, NCBA's involvement in that with it was with President Trump and uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe from Japan, um, and then a little bit about what the announcement
1: was. Yeah, so you know, NCBA was fortunate to participate in the announcement of a U.S.-Japan trade agreement. Uh, so this was President Trump and Prime Minister Abe, and uh, joining them there was our, our new CEO Colin Woodall, and our President-elect Marty Smith, and uh, Don Schiffelbein as well. So we had. Uh, really good representation there. Glad that our producers were there. That says a lot about you know, NCBA's presence on a lot of these issues. As you said, we were testifying on Capitol Hill uh, and we were also there with the highest levels of the Trump administration for this monumental trade agreement. So this was an exciting time for NCBA.
0: Yeah, we uh, tweeted out pictures of uh, Colin and, and the officers with some of the, the U.S. trade rep, uh, Lighthizer, and um, Greg Dow, the chief ag negotiator. Um, so why New York? First of all, we should explain that to people. And then um, you know what was the nature of the announcement?
1: So uh, they picked New York because all of these major countries were going to be in town for the U.N. General Assembly. And so in the, in the middle of conversations about what to do with Iran, and a whole host of other things, they decided to have a positive moment with, uh, with this announcement with Japan. And Japan's a strategic partner for the United States, not only uh, on military affairs and, and things like that, but uh, especially on the economic approach to try to set global rules of trade. So this was an important step forward in our relationship with the Japanese. Uh, because even though we do a lot of business with the Japanese we don't have a trade agreement. We don't have any rules uh, that are specific to the US and Japan. so this uh, this is a great step forward because it will lower a lot of the tariffs on US agricultural products. Uh, it also solidifies digital trade rules uh, and and really, This addresses a lot of things that are prohibitive in trade between our countries. It brings our relationship into the 21st century. For the beef industry specifically, this will put us on par with all of our competitors in the Japanese market. So instead of being stuck at that massive 38.5%, we're going to see that tariff rate go down. And the good thing is is we're not going to be playing catch-up in that market. We're going to have an opportunity to continue to be competitive. Because Japanese consumers, like American consumers, you know, they look at price. Price is an important thing. Japanese producers or consumers look at quality as well. So when you look at U.S. beef compared to product from Australia or New Zealand or Mexico, uh, even Canada, when you look at what we're producing compared to theirs, uh, you know, I think we have a significant advantage. The quality, the marbling, the consistency of production, no one can match us in that. So this is a great opportunity to capitalize on growing beef demand in Japan and to put more dollars in the pockets of our producers. This means we'll have more Japanese consumers competing for more U.S. beef. And that is exactly the kind of message that we need right now.
0: Right. And I guess, um, I mean, really, one of the first things the Trump administration did um, when when he was inaugurated was pull us out of of TPP. And of course, at the time, and ever since then, we've been stressing the importance of bilateral trade deals. If we're not going to have TPP, we need to have a bilateral trade deal with Japan. What is this? What what kind of signal does this send, do you think, for other possible bilateral deals, whether they're with China, um, the U.K.? you know, uh, post-Brexit, whatever happens there, there's a more dysfunctional political uh, situation than the U.S. right now, it's probably over there. But what does it mean for um, the prospect of other bilaterals? Is this something we may see more of down the road?
1: I definitely think this opens the opportunity uh, for that. I think, you know, there's a lot of concern that with the U.S. leaving a multilateral trade agreement like the TPP, did that mean the U.S. was gonna regress? Did it mean that we were going to fall back into more protectionist mode? Obviously, the the use of tariffs kind of escalated some of those concerns. This bilateral agreement with the Japanese, which is, by the way, one of the most protectionist markets in the world, uh, sends a strong message that we'll negotiate with anyone. Uh, If you're willing to play by the rules, if you're willing to let the free market and science uh, and rules-based trade be the basis of our relationship, then we're open for business. And I think that sends a strong message to China. It sends a strong message to everyone else who wants to have a trade agreement with the leading, the top economy in the world that this is how it's going to happen. Uh, i got to give a lot of credit to our trade negotiators because the Japanese are masterful negotiators. Uh, and to be able to secure a deal like this and to, uh, to get them to be willing to open that very protected market, Uh, that is a true testament to the quality and the caliber of the people that we have representing us at the negotiating table so i think we owe them a lot of credit and we also owe a lot of credit to our producers who've been very patient through this whole process it would have been very easy to to turn and to to be very critical of the administration and those in power who are fighting these battles Uh, and instead we've stood by the president and we've made sure that uh, that you know we focus on the end goal. And we focus on everything that we can do uh, to help facilitate that. So this is just a a great example of the great working relationship between the U.S. beef industry, specifically the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and the Trump administration.
0: All right, Kent Backus, great work. Thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, Thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.